Welcome to our 60 of Georgia Football Podcast. My name is Clark Gaines. Joining me today, as always, Adam Thornton. Boom, baby. And this is show number 47, the Midnight Miracle episode. Adam, we are going back to the national championship. Unbelievable, Clark. Unbelievable, man. I still cannot believe what I just watched last night. I woke up this morning and thought, was this real? Did this really happen? Did last night really happen? Did Georgia really win that football game, Clark? Mm. I mean, just... I was out. I just thought it, we were done. There was no way Georgia was going to pull that off. We are out of it and gone. Miracle, as Munson said, man. Just another th- game that will live in Georgia lore. With that 1980 Florida game, Clark, with that Rose Bowl in 18 mm-hmm. out in Pasadena on New Year's Day, this game will be a staple of it, of an instant classic, man. Yep. One that really our hearts were pulled just out of our chest there for a while, Clark. Mm-hmm. It, it was done. It was done. And then we came back and we stormed and uh, and pulled Ohio State's hearts right out of their chest, yep. man. And um, unbelievable, uh, unbelievable game. Unbelievable job of just coming back from two touchdowns, um, two different times in the game, right. man. Seeing this team play from behind and how they would answer, getting hit in the mouth and getting behind uh, time and time again, man. And uh, just no give up, no quit, man. And that's something that is established in this group and this program from a long time ago, man. When Kirby Smart came here in 2016, it's just built it to this that these type of teams win these football games, Clark. Mm-hmm. And Georgia is to the point of the program that they're at right now, Clark. That Hey, you might not play your best game, and you might be playing an elite team that's playing their A-plus game, Clark, but still championship teams and championship programs like the University of Georgia find a way to win football yep. games, Clark. And that's what happened Saturday night in Atlanta, Georgia. Agreed. Woo! Yeah. I think old Lady Luck had something to do with that win. She saved us last night. I'm Adam telling you, Clark. Uh, hey, survive in advance. People, we are 14-0 and in the first-time program history. That is amazing. Unbelievable. Um, a little bone there, not – Maybe not, not necessarily a fun fact, but it yeah, is a little yeah, bone. Little bone, little, little bone, bone, little bone and, before uh, we get to the fun facts. Yeah, the dogs are now Peach Bowl champions after wow. a thrilling 42 to 41 victory over the, over the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yes, sir. Uh, Kirby is taking us yes, to sir. our third national championship appearance in six years. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy to think, Clark, man. And you thought that the type the football we've watched from University of Georgia. For years until 2017, that year that we saw them get to the national championship, man, and you know just came short then. And just a few years later, you mm-hmm. get back at it, and then here, here we are again yeah. after getting over the hump of actually winning it, man. Three out of six—that is unbelievable because. It is hard in college football to get to national championships, mm-hmm. man. It is very hard. A lot of stuff has to go the right way, and you got to have the right players, man, especially the culture of football right now yeah. and where we're at with the game, man. And it's unbelievable to say three and six years is an incredible feat. Yeah, incredible and, it, feat. and it's tougher now because you're playing an extra game, right. whereas the Alabama – now, don't get me wrong. That was a right. great Alabama – those were great Alabama teams in, what, nine and ten? Yes. That repeated? Yes. yes. But yes. now it's even tougher because you 12, got yep. – Or 11 and 12, yep, sorry, yep. yes. Um, but now it's tougher because you do play an extra game, and it's not That's just right. any other game. It That's is, right. you know, you're playing a top tier uh, team like Ohio State. So very impressed with what we're doing uh, at the University of Georgia. Nobody believes us outside of uh, the state of, of the state of Georgia, but we are building a dynasty. Oh, right? absolutely, dynasty. Well, I think back on it, man. It's really humbling and just surreal to think. What we've seen, you know, we're, we're relatively young compared to some people who've watched Georgia football. We didn't live through the 90s no. and, and have a memory. Right. Of it, you know, 
And but you know, our earliest moments were heartbreaks in Jacksonville, man. With um, you know, thinking that David Green and some of his teams could get us over that hump with Mark Rick, and just fell short in sometimes, man. And then and then you thought you had to go through and see in our teenage years almost Tim Tebow mm-hmm. just uh, win two national championships down in Gainesville. The Alabama dynasty gets to roll, man. And then you see their neighbors down south to us, another Florida team, Florida State, win one in thirteen. Yep. And then Auburn, the biggest one, the ten comes out of nowhere. So one by you see now you have Florida, Auburn, Alabama. Hey, Clemson. Um, well, and then the, you get to that, Clark. Then you get to Clemson come and then establish that they're in there. And it's Alabama Clemson, Alabama Clemson. So what I'm saying is when Kirby took over this program at 16, he had two empires that were built on either side of the state of Georgia right there and what Dabo and Nick Saban were doing. And um, they were the two respectively best head coaches in college football at that time when mm-hmm. Kirby took over. And in the short amount of time, what he is doing to take away from those two programs to get recruits, man, and to build what Georgia has become and, uh, and, and keep climbing up that ladder, man. It's just, it's truly unbelievable, yeah. man. It is unbelievable to do what he has done in modern day college football right now, man. And, uh, you know, it's time to finish. It's time to yeah. get it done. Get one more. Repeat. Be the first team to repeat in uh, the college football playoff air. Like you said, Clark, because it's even more difficult. He's got to play that elite team, that extra elite team mm-hmm. before you can be crowned champions to get to that national yeah. championship game. And um, it, it is truly unbelievable, man. You got to pinch yourself. You got to pinch yourself <laughs> that we're at this opportunity again. So that is why I say everybody enjoy it. Everybody just savor the moment, man, because college football will be a shell of what we love right now. I hate to bring down the mood and somber here, Clark, but mm-hmm. in the next few years, it might not be what we have grown up loving. So that's why we are fortunate to be in this position yeah. and why we're going to enjoy every single yeah. time that we get to watch this team play, man, and hopefully another championship. And what, what an opportunity to see that game last yeah. night, man. Well, it was a great day for semifinal games. You know, it's probably mm-hmm. – it is. Let's just go ahead and say it. It was the best – uh, day for college yep. football uh, playoff history. It was. Two really, really good games, and we're obviously going to talk about ours on this episode. We want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, yeah. Uh, 2023 is going to be a great year for all of us. I just have a feeling. Um, it started off dang good. <laughs> it did. Man. It really did. And, you know, Adam, as, as we were sitting in there in that stadium, and, yeah, I think we had all lost hope. Yeah. Sitting in there the third quarter. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I said, I told my wife, Caitlin, I said, if we're going to lose this game, I want it to stay in 2022. I do right. not want it to carry right, over right, into right. 2023. Just and, leave it behind. But but it didn't happen that it way. It didn't happen that and way. And we're going to talk about how it did happen yeah. on this episode. It's a storybook. It man. is. It, it is a magic. story, just a magical man. Yeah. And, and, and I want to ask you, Clark, I want to ask you, what was a bigger moment to you? That Rose Bowl comeback or the Ooh. comeback last night, Clark? Is it like trying to, you know, choose your favorite children yeah. or something? You know, <laughs> yes. your favorite child well, to pick, uh, from these the memory banks? Right, right. I think the Rose Bowl was more magical. You know, you mm-hmm. didn't really mm-hmm. feel like you were going to win that game. Um, you, you had some confidence. Last night was different. It was like, oh, my gosh, we should win this game. Even yep. knowing that Ohio State is a mm-hmm. very, very good football team. I think last night was more thrilling. The right. Rose Bowl was more magical. I agree. I agree with that. I think the setting in Pasadena, too. It being the first playoff game, yeah. you know, that we saw in Georgia football history and and how that happened. But very similar, Clark. Mm-hmm. Very similar offensive gurus as head coaches and um, Heisman finalists uh, or Heisman winner in Baker Mayfield yeah. and a Heisman finalist two times and C.J. Stroud. So seeing seeing that and um, kind of just seeing that the defense all, both times, what these Kirby Smart defenses do, they step up when it, when exactly. the time is needed to do mm-hmm. it, man. And yep. uh, they did it again in another big postseason game, man. And um, uh, and uh, we, we got a lot to talk about oh, how yeah. the game went. You know, a lot of stuff that we said was completely wrong, Clark. <laughs> I felt like an idiot for some of the stuff that I said on the call-in show, the podcast last week, man. But 
Woo! Well, yeah, let's jump into it. Um, we got an uh, we got a, an announcement to make. Some uh, we're going to talk about the atmosphere of the Chick Fil A yes. Peach Bowl. After we got some concession stands. Yes, we got a start. concession stands report this week. It we returns, got, baby. The return. <laughs> yep, but some fun facts. Uh, we're we're going to kind of give you more of a knee-jerk reaction to that game last night. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to talk about Georgia's offense, the defense, and special teams' performances. We got Georgia versus TCU. The big Some one. History, a preview coming one. up. The big one. Yes, indeed. And then ah. last but not least, a score prediction. So let's jump into it, Adam. First off is our announcement. Uh, we are not going to do a formal live call show mm. like we have done in the past. Unfortunately, uh, we're flying ah. with Southwest Airlines out to L.A. Which pray for us for that. Yeah. Keep your fingers crossed yes. for it. Because we might not make it. We really Angeles. may not with all this. We're gambling Southwest a little stuff. bit. You know, just roll the mm-hmm. dice on yeah. this. We're going to see what happens. Exactly. You know, it's really going to just put it out there and we're going to see and we right. might have to hitchhike to L.A. You know, you told about a story. <laughs> we just used the old thumb. Hey, and went, you know, we can do it. We'll do we it. Do it dude. I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah. If you want to do it, you know, and, or, you know, or we will rent a van from Hertz and we will drive cross country. So are we Angeles really going to do needed. that? If needed. If needed. If needed. Well, if, if we're needed. not going to be there, then who will? I, exactly. You so. know, but I mean, if the flights aren't are going to let us down, man, we're going to have to get there somewhere exactly. by train, yeah. by boat, by something. So all that to say, I'm not really comfortable. to go around South America to get over there by boat. <laughs> or to cut through the old Panama Canal to get over there. That, that'd be the only way by water. <laughs> I think but, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you are right. Yep, yep. Oh, my goodness. Anywho, anywho. Yeah, all that to say, um, yeah, I'm not mm. willing to fly, you know, all my equipment out there and do like a live calling show normally. So. We'll figure it out. We may go on Facebook Live and take some comments instead yes. of having people call in. We'll see. Uh, we, we're going we'll to have to make an audible. Out. Make an audible. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, something will happen, and we'll all be fired up for another exactly. national championship game. Baby. Exactly. Can't wait. Uh, the atmosphere. Let's get into this. Boom. Adam, let me ask you this. Yes. I've heard a lot about Ohio State's band. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. did you think um, about the Ohio I, I State tell you what, man, band? I really kind of I liked um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think they were very, very complimentary of each other. All of their, uh, in the okay. sense of they were all on the same beat and the same routine. And just very, when they did the, not only did they spell out the word Ohio, they did it in cursive script. <laughs> that is and, pretty and, good. And, and time, and I mean, everybody was, you know, in the same sync. Yeah, synchronized. That's kind of what I'm looking for. They were very synchronized. They spelled Ohio on each side of the field. I don't know if they do that regular, if it's just they one do. big Ohio. At, uh, at their stadium. But oh, they did it on two sides, and they had two bandmates, you know, do the old dotted eye where they did the old high step, man. And I tell you what, the flexibility of the drum major, Clark, that's the big feather on his hat. <laughs> yeah. To get down, man. I looked at that, and I was like, I would break I would break something <laughs> trying to do that. Or I'd definitely Amy. fall backwards. Yeah. Definitely fall back. But he was able to, you know, he does one of them numbers, man, where he, he leans back and 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 touches well, the feather of the cap yeah. on the field. And then everybody just goes crazy. We man. need just to pandemonium see. Pandemonium ensues. Yeah. We need to see you demonstrate that. But, I mean, out. it's not like a hand, you know, like a bridge, you know. Like right. Like one of them old moves, you know, the, the bridge, as you call it, when you throw your yes, hands back yes, and, you know, bridge. poke your stomach out like that. No, he just went straight down, not touching his arms on the ground, and he hit that feather on the field, man. And I mean, it, it the, the stadium erupted, and then they they marched on the field. So I think it was very impressive, a very unique band uniforms, mm-hmm. not your traditional marching band attire. I felt like, and uh, I you know what, Clark, I, I think they were worth the hype. Yeah, I really do. They're I pretty really good. Do. What, what was your analysis? They were, they were good. Uh, I don't know. They're good. I've I think I've seen better. Have like, you? Uh, I'd say they're top three college football bands I've ever seen. Yeah. 
And I'm biased. I, I think the Redcoats are the best, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm incredibly I, biased. The strongest op- opposing band that I've ever seen is Texas. Really? Oh man, they did when they, when they hammered down Texas. When they hammered down Texas fight and that Louisiana Superdome, that was mm. that was wild. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, that's uh. But I was I was impressed with them, man. That was uh. That, they were good. They were good. They really did good. And, All right. Um, Follow up question: What do you think of uh, uh, Brutus? Is that his name? Brutus. Brutus the Buckeye. Yeah. I, I'm very impressed. Or what? Well, no, excuse me. Wrong word usage. I was not impressed. Oh. with how cheap his outfit was. I don't know now, Clark, if it was just traditional. <laughs> They've kept it like it was from back in the day. Right. But I felt like they could have put more money in his attire. Okay. Um, looked uh, like uh, his head did not look like it was up to the level of college mascots in 2020. Mm, okay. Oh, man. I do not think he, you know, it just seemed like it was very cheap, Clark. It was very cheap. Um, and to be the icon that he is on all the um, Nissan Heisman House commercials and <laughs> yeah. everything that he makes, I think they could have made him a better attire. I felt like he needed to pull his pants down. That he, he had, he was, uh, he was, he was swimming, man, because uh, his his uh, his socks were showing a little bit too much, a little high well, water, too action. much, high, too much water, high water action, man. <laughs> we need to get get them pants down for old Brutus oh, and maybe man. loosen them up a little bit. But yeah, in all seriousness, a very classic traditional mascot man mm-hmm. everything about that program blue blood biggest stage of my college yeah. football playoffs and georgia pops another one man mm-hmm. georgia pops another one we, that we did um Woo! hey i you know i gotta give credit to their fan base too right quick before we you know move into the football talk um they traveled well they did um i think we started to see that it was more about 60 40 georgia to ohio state fans oh every bit of um it. because even when, more when we lit up the fourth quarter although we didn't really feel like it we held our cell phones up in the air ready to go there were a lot of georgia fans all around the state right. so that's uh, right but hats off to the ohio state people they traveled very very well um a few more things finally got to meet will snipes shout out to him he's a friend of the show uh, and yeah, uh, yeah been wanting to meet him for a while that was big that was yeah. nice that was nice out there at the dog walk yeah the dog walk that was a good dog walk too it was it was a real good dog walk right at dusk man. yes you know you really feel like when the team is going into a stadium at dusk Clark, when the sun is setting beyond the horizon baby mm-hmm. that's when you know that big time college football is about to be played we're yeah. gonna walk into a stadium at dusk yeah adam you shed a tear did you not i after got the juiced. dog walk did i got you get juiced. that juice i was like this is it again, yeah. man. Because I think, Clark, I live my life, man, because I've gotten very nostalgic in my older yep. age at 29. That's- that uh, that uh, I, I like to really just sit there and really appreciate every life opportunity mm-hmm. of stuff that I love to do, whether that be with family, friends, and loved ones. Whatever I do, I have just here reasons that I even more just really grasp the moment and, moment and will never look back and say I should have enjoyed that more. Mm-hmm. So that is what I've been working on. I sat there that moment. I thought, thank God that I get to see – my favorite football team play in another big semifinal football yep. game. And it just hit me. It just hit me. I <laughs> yeah. said, what an opportunity. How blessed we are to see it again. I'm going to enjoy every right. bit of it, win or lose, man. So that's 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 how that came about for and sure. And we've said this time and time and again. But it is sweeter when you go to those Liberty Bowls, the Belt Bowls, the Capital Man, it's – yeah, Bowls. yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. To see where they're at now. And I'm you're going to enjoy every second of mm-hmm. it and be thankful for that. And it's just one of them things in life um, – that football and the, the celebration, and you see these celebratory videos, man, from everybody who um, you, you, you know watched it from home at a mm-hmm. at a sports bar, wherever they were at New Year's Eve party or in the stadium. The jubilation of it, man, and for this football game, what it is is to be sixty minutes right there, Clark, and um, even longer than that with TV commercial, but yeah. sixty minutes of game time that you could just get lost in it, man. That you can think about nothing else inside outside of life, but what's going on between them white lines, man, and uh, just get lost of it and just. 
forget about the worries of the world and then just have pure joy from uh, what your team does, man, or in mm-hmm. some, and, and sad in times when they get big. You know, just the emotions of it is uh, it's awesome and it's something that is a blessing that we get to share. And especially, I love more than anything, is seeing these videos of, of uh, friends and family celebrating yeah. a Georgian win. That's what it's all about. That's what this podcast is all about. And that's why we brought this to you, Biz, to, uh, to be that fan base, to share our passion yep. and to hear everybody else's passion. And uh, that's uh, and to be able to go to another national championship again, Clark, the second year we've done this, man, would you ever thought that? No. Would you ever thought that, man? I don't think I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you, you think about, uh, think back to the uh, the preview show in July. We predicted George go to the national championship. Definitely not against TCU. No, 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 no. Um, uh, but uh, but it, it, in the back of my mind, I really was thinking, you know, might be a playoff, probably not going to be SEC champions, but I might sneak in, you know, as a right. four seed, the playoff with a – um, one loss or something, and uh, no, man, uh, just completely unreal. The fourteen and zero, going for perfection, man, which mm-hmm. will will trump the uh, the previous year's team, man. And, and, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable back to back. Great opportunity, great opportunity. Oh anyway. yeah. Anyway, all right. Weekly concession stands report. Get that jingle, baby. Here we go. Big da- game dipping dots, Adam. Big game dipping dots. Has Tell us about it. Big game dipping dots, Clark. You do not go eat dipping dots when Georgia plays Norfolk State. When Georgia <laughs> Have- plays. When Georgia plays Ball State or when okay. Georgia plays, you know, Louisiana Monroe, right, you right. do not eat Dippin' Dots, then. You might just go get a frozen lemonade in that when sure. you want something, you know. Um, Makes it's sense. A, it's a big game Dippin' Dots are reserved just for big football games. Okay. Like this ne- upcoming game will be a big game Dippin' Dot day or, you know, the Florida, the Tennessee game. This like, So that is something that has become part of the uh, the Rose 60 um, uh, food um, tradition here, Clark, is that the big game Dippin' Dot. All right. And uh, let me just say again, third trip to Mercedes-Benz Stadium mm-hmm. this year, Clark. Third trip, man. And uh, we, we have bragged about the concession stands. We got one to throw out at you this time, a new one. A oh, new really? One, a new one. So uh, uh, my wife, Kelsey, and uh, many others got the hibachi, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kelsey said, I did not get the hibachi. I got a, a burger, which was really good. But the hibachi, man. Great portion size, Clark. Oh, yeah. Great portion size for one. Just spread that yellow sauce on it, man. Everybody and their brother knows what some yellow sauce is yum, at, yum. A hibachi so- at a hibachi um, uh, Japanese steakhouse deal is, you know? And uh, they said that it was great. Some of the best. Kelsey said, my wife, that it is some of the best hibachi she's ever had. Wow. Ever had. That's impressive. And great servings, man. They must have done some research on the adequate serving per person yeah portions. and uh it, it was perfect and a lot of people got that stuff man so i mean you know you go to the bins you get japanese how much that's time unique. how many times I mean, do you go really watch a football game and get some japanese yeah. hibachi so and, uh, they, and uh, th- th- that's what i'm gonna showcase on this one they really do have a lot of different options i mean you you can get a burger you can get wings you can get hibachi you can get you know whatever you dip in knots and we every, got we got big game dip dots adam my one gripe is every there's something there for everybody's food palette yeah Agreed. My one, Every- my one gripe is I paid nine dollars for Dippin' Dots. Now, granted, I did get the large, did you get the large. Club? But I'm going to tell you something. I said large, and I looked uh, after I went ahead and ordered the large, and after she filled up my bowl of Dippin' Dots, I looked at the medium, and it was maybe a centimeter smaller I, I did than the large. Part. I mean, really, the deal was getting the the small. Yeah, whatever it's got. So, um, yeah, that uh, you know, you'll have that. We 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 live and we learn. Right. We learn from our ears, so the next big game dipping dots, you know, not to get a large cup because yeah. it's a scam. Agreed. But you know, you'll have that, and uh, it all, life's all about experiences. To know what to do the next go round with that opportunity. That's present. true. So, Good so. point, Adam. Good point. All right, some fun facts. The largest Clark's fun fact. Clark's please. fun facts. Yes, I guess we're going to call it. It that. is that. Well, Adam, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give the people 
one of your fun facts that I'm announcing, I guess. Okay. You said this last night, and this was a really good point. This is now the second time that Georgia has beaten a team from Ohio in a New Year's Six game when the game came down to a field goal. Yeah, at the last second. That's exactly right. A peach bowl at a peach bowl. Not even just a New Year. I mean, right now, even if it was a peach bowl. So, yeah. Uh, Of course, we're referring to uh, Jackpot Lesney's last second field goal Mm -hmm. in um, the game against Cincinnati for the 20. 21 Peach Bowl for the 2020 season, man. And um, uh, yeah, I just thought about that last night. That's weird. You yeah, know, two years later, is. man, you uh, you're back in that same building against the team against Ohio. Bigger stakes this time, but still the same game. Yeah. And uh, and, and it came down to a field goal again. This time, Georgia was on the on the good end of it again, but because of a missed field goal and not a made one this right. time. So uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's fun to point point out. It is. It is indeed. Um, I think I already said this. This is the largest fourth quarter comeback in CFP history, uh, down wow. 14. I think now teams are 1-17 after trailing in the fourth quarter by more than 14. And Georgia's the lone win in that. So How about that? It's amazing. I'll, uh, I'll piggyback on that, Clark, okay. too. Something I saw, um, if you go back and you look where the game, kind of the momentum of the game started to turn in the fourth quarter um, from last year's national championship game against Alabama and Indianapolis. And then what happened Saturday night in Atlanta, Georgia – Go to the 10-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Some 10 minutes and some change and start seeing in both of those games the parallels of how the game shifted and the momentum started to shift uh, at, at that point in time. And that just tells me right there, Clark, is uh, that that is when that culture has been established and the um, the the agility of the team, the, the, the strength and the stamina to – Finish, man. Just basically knowing that they're going to finish yeah. and uh, is established. And it's something that you just don't create overnight, man. It's right. something that a lot of hard work goes into and a lot of belief and uh, – and effort is is into it, and um, but it, it's unreal, unreal. Yeah, uh, this coming from ESPN, Stetson has two career wins in the fourth quarter when trailing. Um, so that would be the national championship in Missouri wow. of this year. So two, wow. two, uh, two That's big good. games. That's good. Um, yeah, this also coming from ESPN. I, look, I can't find anything original anymore. Like no. literally, by the time I get home and watch the replay, there's already a million facts out there. So what I'm doing is I'm collecting them. Right. And I'm offering them. That's right. Know? That's I'm right. Saying, if you haven't seen this, yeah. throw them out there. So anyway, ESPN said this too. Ohio State. Uh, this is the first time they have lost back-to-back games since 2013. Oh wow, that's interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, um, that, that's crazy. That's I mean, crazy. Did not know that. Yeah, so that's uh, great. They're a very good team. I mean, they they have been for the mm-hmm. past decade, and mm-hmm. some would say they've they've been a little underperforming with yeah. the talent they've had. And I know, uh, you know, Ryan Day. People are already you're hearing more and more grumbling about him and his ability to finish. Kind of reminds me of the same situation Mark Rick found himself in. A good coach, don't get me wrong, but couldn't really finish the game yeah and that's something that kirby has learned you know it's interesting how in this same building mercedes-benz uh we've been on the other side of that game um like we were last night you know we've been in those situations where we should have won the game and yeah we were the best team on the field but we really weren't because we didn't win the game we didn't finish in it in the fourth quarter so um i look i'm fed up with people saying that the best team didn't win last night no we are the best team because Uh we won the football game and we scored more points that's right don't get me wrong it was a very very ugly win that's right um but the best team always wins that's exactly right clark so uh, i mean and then also it wasn't georgia's best effort wasn't georgia's best effort and uh that ohio state team was prepared Mm -hmm. ryan day and staff had them ready to go um especially on the offensive side of the football and they played lights out man they played really good they had a good game plan and um and uh played good enough to uh 
to win for them. But, I mean, just Georgia being able to not play their best effort and everybody in that Butchmere building tomorrow morning will tell you the same thing. But still to win, Clark, that's the championship moxie that we talk about that is just there, man. And, I mean, it's just like now – and you see what I love, man, is you're getting to the point where you see so much Georgia hate by opposing oh, fan yeah. bases and just college football, just critics out there, is uh, the, the excuses are being built in on why Georgia won the football game. That's when you know you've arrived, Clark, mm-hmm. is when you start seeing that um, being just cast down on your program of how – that they didn't deserve to win it. Harrison, you know, there was a cheap targeting call that should have been called, and he got knocked out. If he didn't get knocked out, Ohio State went. You know, completely forgetting the fact that Darnell Washington left the game in the first couple possessions. Arguably, our, you know, 1B and Jalen Carter being 1A defensive player wasn't even playing in the game. Nolan mm-hmm. Smith to set the edge. I mean, Lad McConkie banged up. Injuries are part of the game. It's not yeah. like Georgia's won all these games 100% healthy. So, that is part of the game, man. And, um, you know, it's it, it's it's amazing just hearing this stuff and hearing the outside noise of it. I love it because it means mm-hmm. that people are seeing that uh, that Georgia is just a, a, a sleeping giant that has been awoke, Clark. The sleeping giant has been awakened, and uh, it's not going back. Back to bed anytime soon, <laughs> and right. um, it, you know it's just it's, it's special to see where um, where this program's going, the trajectory of it, and the potential, man. And th- that's games that you said we've seen championship caliber programs in the past just win. You mm-hmm. don't know how, you really can't explain right. it, right? But just because of what they are, they do it. They find a way mm-hmm. and they win it, and that's just how it is. That is how it is. And Georgia has entered into that into that realm. Yeah, that's exactly right. Period. That's Period. exactly right. Uh, you, you summed it up there. Good. Uh, yeah, I mean, God, and, and it's it's phenomenal uh, to to have heard this. Stetson went twenty three for thirty four. CJ went twenty three for thirty four. Stetson had three hundred ninety eight passing yards. CJ Stroud had three hundred forty eight passing yards. Wow. Stetson went eleven point seven average uh, passing yards uh, per pass. Um, CJ Stroud went ten point two yards per pass. Uh, wow. three touchdowns from Stetson, four from CJ. I mean, if you read those numbers, you're thinking, God, this was a pretty good game but back and I, forth. I, I, it didn't feel that way, though. Why did it not? I don't know how it didn't feel that way because you would have thought CJ Stroud just threw for over 500. You right. know, it kind of felt that way just looking at it in the stadium. But you look at that stat line, man, you know what that tells me. And then also, you know, it was just three touchdown passes for Stetson, like you yeah, said, yeah. but four total touchdowns is what I was going to add sure. to it, man, because you add, if you add in his rushing um, touchdown, mm-hmm. you know, that they're, um, they're both on the same page with that and what happened is basically two great quarterbacks Clark dueling each other and CJ Stroud laid it all out on the field and Stetson Bennett did too and point blank period that tells me right there the the box score of what the final score was in the Chick-fil-A bowl tells me right there Stetson Bennett out dueled CJ Stroud and won that football yeah yeah, I, I mean, if you look at the numbers, that is true. how else can you yeah. say it? I mean, it's just two two guns, two guys who uh who who are who are leaders of their team, man. And yeah. uh, when when big plays need to happen, um, Stetson Bennett made a couple more of them, and that's not taking that, away anything from CJ yeah. Stroud because he's a phenomenal quarterback. And I could make a case to be the number one overall draft pick in the NFL. Yeah. I think I very I, I gained a lot of respect for CJ Stroud last night just because I've never really fully watched him play. But to see the way he carried himself, his post-game interviews, man, and just his his demeanor on the field and how dang good of a quarterback he is. Yeah. He is the man, man, and he is an elite quarterback and um, played a heck of a game last night. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess you wouldn't think it if you're just looking at that, but, hey, numbers don't lie. 
Numbers, numbers don't, don't lie. lie, and that's it. Yeah. And, I mean, you take away Stetson's interception, you take away a couple of plays where he definitely tried to force the ball, I could, I think you could clearly say that he had the better performance last night. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm kind of on the edge there with – I don't know. I don't know who won the quarterback battle, but I do know who won the football game. Well, that's all I, that really You matters. know, you just look at those last two drives, man, especially in particular that last drive. Yeah. I mean, some of them throws to Bowers, to Kiaris Jackson were just on a dime. Yeah. On a dime, Clark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just uh, it's just something that winners and people who just got that it factor. And I think it's – I mean, it, Seth Bennett's got the it factor. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just keeps happening time and time again. I know. Just the moments like, oh, it's got to be too big for him this time. Right. No. <laughs> I think no. he's been in all the highest pressure moments it you could possibly be It just keeps happening. Yeah. He just keeps going out there and doing it and mm-hmm. doing it. And even there are times that you think, oh, my gosh, here we go. No, he goes out there – so dang good at just shaking stuff off. Yeah. If something doesn't go right, hey, it doesn't matter. He's going to flush that away. And, I mean, that's just the veteran leadership I think he instills on this on, uh, on this whole team, man, and um, something that uh, we need to enjoy watching him play one more game because he is going to go down as the greatest Georgia football player behind number 34 yep. to ever put on the red and black. And you can make a case win or lose Saturday for that. I know that's hard to believe. I know it's hard for me to say it, but at this point, it is. Clark. Yeah, really, it is, man. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I agree. And, I mean, just some of the stuff that that he does is just just phenomenal, just phenomenal. And and you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm just going to say it. I mean, those numbers don't lie, and it shocked me to see that they were yeah. just mirrored like that. And then Stetson's actually were a little bit better, better right. than most of the categories. Well, since we're talking about offense, let's just hop into the offensive performance yep. last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the first drive of the game, Adam, we started out on a roll. Uh, yeah. We, we got a quick three and out, got the ball. And I and I said to my buddy McKay, I said, there is no better way to start a football game than to kick the ball off, get a three and out, right. or to make a stop, and then turn around and go put up seven. That's right. And we, we started out so hot on offense – but sputtered out, you know, missed that field goal. God, that's a huge momentum killer. And and wasn't an ideal way to start the game. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you look at it too, man, and that uh that third down play on the zone read to Kenny McIntosh where Stetson pulled. Oh. Uh man, if he makes that read right there, well, those linebackers crash. Right. I mean, there was a hole that was opening up. It looked like, but hey, you know, um that that's all right, that happens. But mm-hmm. it was uh that they did. They really came out hot there, yeah. Clark, and moved the ball down the field on the first drive. I actually think on that third down, he made the right read. They were just zone blitzing and you know, with their backers and they they filled the hole and Stephanie didn't have anywhere to go. So I don't know. That's just my analysis of it. But Adam, there were a few problems last night that I think we need to address. First of all, we got behind the sticks way too many times. I mean, there were a lot of third and longs, a lot of second and 11, second and 12, you know, whether it was a penalty yeah. or, you know, tackle for loss or just a uh, play got blown up. There were a lot of third and longs, though. And, you know, we, we listen to this, we went just two for 10 on third downs last night. Wow. That's 20%. Wow. That's not very and good. And it's been offense has been dang good yeah, on third down exactly. efficiency, uh, efficiency the whole year. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, they, Ohio State did a good job. Well, what I'll have to compliment Jim Knowles and Ohio State's defense on, they, uh, they did, a, they had a good game plan. They were just going to get beat by number 19 mm-hmm. all game. And, uh, I, you know, it was something that he didn't get targeted a lot. But that's the thing, though. These games where we don't see Brock Bowers get many targets, when he does, they're huge they difference are. makers in the football mm-hmm. game, man. And uh, when Stetson did find number 19, um, they were big connections. And 
and just huge, man. And then especially too, a lot of you know, a lot of people don't realize how much the offense revolves around some stuff that Darnell Washington does in oh different my gosh. packages, yeah. especially getting outside on the perimeter and just being the best blocker at, that you could have in that spot right. too. So Oscar Delp had to come in, and I think did a good job, you yeah, know, having to step up and fill that role. That's very hard because we have a unicorn in our tight end. Well, we have a <laughs> we couple have two. unicorns, maybe three, say, maybe we have we, have, we have multiple unicorns in the tight end room. But for Oscar Delp coming in, uh, you know, because uh, Bowers got hurt, man, on like the third offensive series. Mm -hmm. So majority of the game he wasn't in there and you have to you have to adjust from there having a have a, a key piece missing i think all those guys who, who were in there you know, stepped up on it man and i don't think mcconkey was 100 percent. and um you know it's, it's it's stuff that guys really just reach down deep and um and, and they were solving what we saw what was happening the defense they knew you know they had to go out there and they had to execute and do their part right man, and and uh and they did and yeah. they did uh, Stetson had a bad turnover. Let's just call it how it is. Inside our own 40. Yeah. Um, good pressure by Ohio, Ohio State on that play. I don't know if it was miscommunication or what, but I tell you what, had Kenny Mack had just a couple more seconds to run downfield, and if Stetson had just a couple more seconds to the pocket, that would have been a yeah. touchdown. Yeah. Because uh, it was a one-on-one, -on -one and I think it may have been – uh, oh, I think it may have been a linebacker who picked that ball off. Yeah, I think it was. I think it um, was. You know, it looked like that uh, that uh, Kenny Mack just kind of like had that uh, just kind of uh, cornered off that uh, corner. Whoop, or got, went straight up with a little flat. It looked like it was just a design little just flat or out the route out in the flats right there. And then um, he, he just broke it up field and um, just a little miscommunication yeah. right there. I thought Dejon, Kenny, and Kendall all had some great runs last night. I, th I felt like we ran the ball pretty decently, you know. I mean, now oh, yeah. I will say third quarter, it seemed like Ohio State made some adjustments and yeah. suffocated it. I mean, they stifled our running game in the third quarter. I would, I would, you know, the one, the one complaint that I would have, it seemed like the third quarter play calling was just kind of interesting. You know, it just seemed like we weren't getting in any rhythm. We weren't saying it was just more of a run, run pass. You know, like we were bound and determined to uh, to get to start where we left off in the first half and just run it down their throats, man. Run it down their throats, and it wasn't happening. There, there was mm -hmm. multiple times where we only just got one yard gain per carry right there, and. That's what forced a lot of third and third and long plays, man, where you knew it was going to be a pass and uh, just made you one-dimensional on those third downs in the third quarter, and you didn't connect. I mean, what? But was there even a completed pass in the whole quarter? And if there was, it was late. It was late. late. In the yeah, quarter. I'm pretty sure it was late. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a thing there. But still, great job of the offense, man. And Monk and everybody rallying around the fourth quarter, whole completely different story. But um, I felt like there was some times that uh, that Georgia was able to open up some lanes, man, especially in the first half, and, and um, really run the football efficiently yeah. so uh i tell you adam arian smith is a cheat code he's just a, a human cheat code well, and i love the aggressiveness to take that deep shot early on uh in the game or second quarter maybe but um you yeah. know he just has a phenomenal phenomenal speed and uh he may be the quickest person he's a burner man football. i don't know you know we've talked about it for the past couple years if he could just get healthy right how vital of a part he could be you know get in shape and getting that game speed where he is full 100 and uh what we saw last night how dangerous he could be you, he's, he's a guy you, you could just throw the ball downfield as far as you can he's gonna go just yeah. run under it, you know exactly and just scorch by the third hit the guy at the corner covering him and the safety over the top you know mm -hmm. and uh it's something that uh it was good to see somebody i feel like who's been very patient who's had a rough road has some adversity through some injury stuff man and to see him get his his moment mm -hmm. on in the national spotlight good on him man. good, good on, on Aaron yes. smith yes. So, uh, great to see yeah another guy who really stepped up last night was ad mitchell yeah um you just cannot say enough about his ability to step up 
in the big moment. And it's crazy how it's happened in back-to-back years where in the playoff games or national championship games where he's just stepped up. Him and Stetson, they have this magical connection. You think back to last year's national championship game when uh, he, t- he caught that you know, 40, 50-yard pass uh, in the fourth quarter. A.D. Yes. Mitchell, I mean, he made a huge difference last night. He did, man. I mean, it's, it's good having him back. It helps, you know, it opens up what you could do on the offensive side of the football with him. Stretching the field, good route runner, man. And, um, uh, you know, it, it was nice to see. There was a couple times I feel like him and Sexton weren't in sync. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he hadn't had a lot of, of course, first-team reps with, with Stetson this year because right. he's been injured a majority of the year. And I feel like some of the times he was able to go and practice, he wasn't in that first, first team at first, you know, mm-hmm. starting to go. So just kind of knocking off a little rust, so to speak. Yeah. And getting back in sync, I feel like, is uh, what they're doing. But he did a great job. And uh, I felt like they're sitting. Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint oh, had yeah. a couple good catches. Coming back to the football, man, in the middle of the field. And, um, you know, I feel like they did very well moving the ball through there mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I really do, especially starting the game just on fire. Right. On fire. Another guy I want to shout out is Kiaris Jackson. Uh, he had the catch of his career. Would you agree? Yes, yes, absolutely. That was um, a guy who has stuck around, who's done a lot for Georgia, played a lot of football at Georgia, and had a very just um, great attitude. And um, for him to make a big catch in that would be something he'll never forget. Oh, yeah. Never forget. Yeah. So, very, very good. I tell you, Adam, another big play was the two-point conversion. Uh, that was gigantic after the Arian Smith touchdown. It's a great route by Ladd. Oh, absolutely huge, Clark. That's when you know you have Ty Munkin's got his plays. What he's going to do on two-point conversion opportunities, man, when you got to have two right there. So being able to execute that, um, great throw by a set and a good catch by Ladd, man, and to cut it to just a three-point deficit at that point, man. Yeah. And you just saw that. That's when the uh, the momentum was just starting to roll, starting mm-hmm. to starting to, uh, starting to to really get in George's favor. And um, big play right there and uh, something. You know, that's why they do that in practice, why they they go through exactly. them two-point conversion plays that they have. Everybody, every offense coordinator's got their play, and I guarantee that was Ty Monk's play right yeah. there. And it, it looked like he was playing through an injury at that point because when he got up after um, off the ground, I mean, he was, oh, yeah. Oh, is, yeah. It, is his knee? Yeah, yeah his on? knee. His bruised okay. knee he's been battling with yeah. all year, Clark. It's been something that's um, plagued him for a while, re-aggravated in the SEC championship, not 100%, but uh, mm-hmm. gave it, went out there and just like everybody out there, just had a great effort last night and um, our Saturday night and – just something that was a uh, very, very big for him to do, man, is uh, be able to 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 get that two point conversion. Right, uh, Stetson, man, and we're going to reiterate this. He just looks so calm, co- cool, calm, and collected. Uh, I watched the replay today, Adam, and I saw, you know, right before he took the field on that last drive, touchdown drive. Uh, he was just so cool, calm, and collecting on the sideline. Looked like he had some confidence about him and like he was about to go score, yeah. in which he yeah. did. Uh, we talked about that route to Kiaris. Uh, Kiaris did a great job, you know, get, catching that ball through the middle. And then obviously uh, the pass to Brock there. And finally, the, the catch in the end zone to go up um, uh, to A.D. Mitchell. Just big. Unbelievable, unbelievable again. That's that's really all the words I have yeah, to describe just tonight because I don't know how they won. I don't know how they, they won it. And uh, it was uh, just a, a great effort, great play calling down the stretch right there, man. And um, a, a, an offense that had lost seat, man. I really mm-hmm. felt like it lost its rhythm, lost its groove to the, the last. Just uh, when the moment was big, those last two offensive possessions just came storming down the field. I, I think it was huge, Clark, too, the Arian Smith touchdown. Yeah. You're midway through the fourth quarter like that, and – 
imagine, you know, you didn't eat off any clock right there. It was just such a big, big momentum swing right there to just be able to just strike fast right there. Right. Just get that touchdown real quick and then to be able to, uh, to, to you know, get the ball back and have time on the clock yeah. like that was big. And I think that was one of the bigger plays that, you know, a lot of people won't talk about in the sense of, um, you know, everybody wants to talk about the first down by Brock Bowers that he got right there and the uh, the timeout on the punt that we'll get to talking about. But uh, Arian Smith's long touchdown pass, being able to just score in a hurry like right. that um, was uh, was one of the bigger plays of the game in my opinion. Well, and I want to I want to shout out Arian for that because it's not that, you know, the defender fell, the, the corner just fell. But it wasn't just because he, he just fell. It was because Arian ran a great route and uh, got separation and, you know, and turned him around. He, he just didn't – he flipped his hips, the corner, and he right. just – it was right. such a good route. It was so a good route. Don't man. want to take anything from uh, away from Arian on that route, and just a great catch. You know, that's one of those moments. You see the ball coming towards you, and you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I got to catch this! I got to catch this! I got to catch that, this!" That's what I was scared oh, to boy. death. I know. I, I was sitting there when you're, you're sitting praying. there. It takes forever that ball to oh, land in yeah. his hands, and you're just like, "Please don't drop it! Please don't yeah. drop it! Please don't drop it!" Right. And uh, no, nah, I caught it beautifully. You know, caught it with his hands, and it was it a great pass by Stetson. Because in the same way that you can overthink about catching, you can overthink about mm-hmm. you know throwing mm-hmm. a deep ball uh, on, exactly on the target. Right. So that's exactly right. Good, so, uh, good throw by Stetson. Just good connection right there. Good pitch and catch, man. And um, and, and that started led uh, led to uh, big things happening then there at the end of the fourth quarter. But mm-hmm. you know, I wonder what would happen if it would have took us. Three or four minutes to drive down the right. floor, Clark. Yeah. You know, and still being down by another possession too. Mm-hmm. But uh, being able to do that and then stop them on on the defense side of the football. Then right after that and getting the ball back is just it was huge. Was huge, and that's mm-hmm. something I don't think that's talked about enough. Was how important it was to strike fast on offense right there with Aaron Smith exactly. that particular drive and not eat off as much as the clock as they were able to with that. Yeah, just best case scenario for sure. Well, it was. You know, it was, I thought it was a pretty good day for the offense. Um, oh, great I mean, day. We, 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 great day. We, we went against a very solid Ohio State defense, yep. you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yep. Very, very good athletes great on numbers. that side of the ball. Yep. So, yep. Um, well coached and everything, man. Put up a lot of good numbers this year. And uh, for, for what Georgia's offense did, um, you know, to win – to win championships, man, you do have to be – you have to put points on the board. That too. is true. You know, even with the, as good of a defense that Georgia has, you have to have adequate offense or you're not winning college football playoff exactly. games in this day and age. Age and yeah. uh, what what we have with Tom Monk and the Stets and those guys uh, gonna have to come up big again, man. We'll talk exactly. about it has to come up big again. Yep. So. All right, Georgia's defense. It was a little bit of a shaky day for our secondary. Um, Just up, a little bit again, a little bit again. <laughs> gave up a bunch of passing yards, but um, hey, I mean, we did what it took to win the game. And I tell you, Adam, and people are gonna call me crazy, but the defense won this game. They made the yeah. stops necessary yeah. and gave our offense. The one chance we needed to go down the field and do what we needed to do and go up. What so. I loved about it, Clark, is you know they 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 looked like they were very gassed, very winded, especially at that late in that second half, man. But they reached down, they rallied behind each other, and like you said, you hit it. But when they needed stops, when they needed to just stonewall folks, they were able to do it, and uh, and and that's why I'm just proud of them. They easily could have just laid down, Clark. Exactly, started pointing fingers at one yeah. another. You know, you could have seen bad body language and everything, but no, you didn't see that, man, right. because that's not the standard here at Georgia. You saw them. Just just uh, just get right back on it, man, and come out there time and time again. And uh, you know who they're they're hitting anybody in America that can stop an offense like Ohio State just completely contain them, Clark. Yeah. I feel like in a sense of just uh, just 
completely shut them down, especially when they were playing what they were playing like uh, um, Saturday night in Atlanta, man. And um, I mean, you know, everybody says that's Kirby's kryptonite as a mobile quarterback and, and good wide receivers. Who's kryptonite? Who's defensive side of the ball? Your defense coordinator, head coach, whatever's kryptonite is it not, man? Right. And um, that's uh, that's something that that I'm very proud to see that they really bowed up when they needed to, mm-hmm. man. And but I got to eat some crow, Clark. I just got to tell you, I got to eat some crow, man. I really thought that this was going to be a different game plan than what we saw against LSU in the secondary as far as uh, that we were going to be um, more man coverage and, send, and get a lot of pressure on C.J. Stroud and be really disruptive. And, I, and then I said that I don't think he'd do anything with his legs. I thought he'd stay <laughs> in the pocket, man, and, right. and choose not to run. But dang, was I wrong about that. Well, he was able to break containment and really get a lot of positive yardage yeah. uh, downfield. Uh, C.J., yeah, I mean, hats off to him. He avoided the pressure that we did mm-hmm. bring. Mm-hmm. And I think we we did get some good pressure. We got to him uh, a few times. But, man, he he avoided the pressure. He got outside the pocket, and he just found guys downfield. Look, it is tough. It is tough, y'all, to stop a scramble drill. When you got it a is. quarterback who has the accuracy and the athleticism of C.J. Stroud, and you've got those kind of receivers, it is tough. When you are in man-to-man coverage, right. like Malachi Starks was, God bless him, like Keeley was, right. uh, to to you know slow, slow down those guys and stay on them it for is. six, seven, eight it, seconds. Oh, yes. Yeah. So somebody is just accurate with C.J. Stroud is, man. That is a hard, hard job for anybody in the uh, third level like that. But, uh, but like I said, still – Stops were made when they needed to be caught, and um, that's what I'm uh, very proud of um, that defensive unit for doing. Yeah. But you got to tip your hat to Ohio State. Great mm-hmm. skill players, uh, amazing quarterback. Talk about that earlier with how, what C.J. Stroud is, an NFL starting caliber quarterback, without yeah. a doubt, with several NFL starting receivers there, too. The route running was just perfect, and um, play calling was good, and uh, mm-hmm. and they, they really um, moved the ball on Georgia. And uh, But when – Georgia need to stop them most. They they were able to. They were able to. Yeah, I tell you, um, you really got to give props to their offensive line too. We talked about physicality, you know, last week. We talked about how. Yes, we preach it. I tell you, they were physical. They were. They blew us off the ball a lot. And yes, I'm I'm with you. That surprised me. That surprised me. I really thought that we weren't going to get pushed around on the defensive line like I felt Mm -hmm. like we did. I felt like we would get more pressure coming up the middle, man. And, um, you know, like you said, though, at times we did get home, Clark. But, uh, you know, we didn't see that just base, I think, defense just just getting home and uh, really containing CJ Stroud in the pocket. But C.J. Stroud is so dang good at moving around in the pocket, Clark, and um, and being able to step up. But one thing too, I noticed, Clark, he was he dropped his drop back was so deep, and it was gave him so much more time, and he was able to do that because he has such arm strength. You know, yeah. I mean, he was he was uh, going back deep in the pocket right. every time he would drop back, point. man. And um, you know, of course, that's just a longer longer yardage to get to him to get to him down. But he was able to do that because he's got the arm strength uh, to make up for those few extra yards that he's put himself dropping back in the pocket pretty deep and uh that that bought him some time as well but uh um all in all though you know there were some big times where some sacks needed to happen and george stepped up and made it man mm-hmm. i mean a couple of times old javon bullard came off the edge yeah. right there and um you know it was a uh, overall just uh needed did what had to be done but i could tell you in athens george this week and going on out in los angeles kirby will keep preaching to that whole entire defensive unit now you got to bring your a game mm-hmm. um come ne- next monday night you're gonna get beat by this exactly. tcu offense exactly. man yeah uh hey they protected the ball very well ohio state that's one thing that they do well is that's they right. they limit their turnovers and you know we we turned the ball over they won the turnover margin uh we we had a tough break early on with that fumble you remember yeah. that 
that fumble, yeah. and it, and we didn't recover. It was out of bounds. Great play, yeah. by Keely Ringo, exactly. man. I mean, being able, he caught up to Harrison Jr., man, and uh, he was able to just perfect technique of stripping that football, coming up behind, punching that ball out, and uh, yeah, just tough break right there, right on the um, or right on, right on, it bounced out of bounds right there on the sideline, and uh, two guys going after it hard, and just 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 didn't get it. But yeah. uh, I thought that was a really great hustle individual play, and if if you notice, Clark, if you go back and you watch that play, Keely Ringo was actually rushing the quarterback. Mm. He was rushing the quarterback and came all the way from behind the line of scrimmage um, back to uh, halt down uh, Marvin Harrison wow. Jr. So I didn't, I didn't um, see that. Yeah, yeah, it was. I actually I didn't see that until I looked on a uh, replay of it yeah. earlier. Uh, I tell you, uh, two guys I want to shout out on the defense: Javon Bullard and Chris Smith. Man, they are not afraid of contact. No, I not. love a no, safety or a DB a on or a nickelback. Yes, right. and just come downhill and 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 tackle somebody. They my, aren't afraid of it. My two favorite players, really. On the team. Yeah, my two favorite player on the team, man. I, I like them, man. I think they're just they're great guys, and they're just very selfless. Yeah, what they do, and like you said, Clark, they're not not scared of contact, man. They'll come down that alley and then put put a uh, hat on a hat, man. And um, uh, Javon Bowler, a great textbook hit mm. by him on Marvin Harrison Jr. That yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, um, uh, eliminated uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. from playing in the game, probably concussion symptoms. I'm I'm assuming I never confirmed that, but I'm guessing that's what it had to have been. But um, I, I think one thing. Javon Bullard has been good in that star position all year. Um, and uh, like you said, Clark, very physical, comes off the edge and does a good job um, rushing the quarterback, too, when called upon. And somebody, uh, I think, who is uh, is going to be be big in the national championship game. Going to be big in the national championship Agreed. game, too. Yeah. A huge stop. Huge by uh, stop by our defense to hold them to three points at the end of the third quarter. That changed the game. Yeah. It yeah, really did change, change the, game, the game. And people will overlook it. Yep. Uh, but, yes, talking about the no targeting – or, yep. Sorry, the targeting call that wasn't targeting. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a big stop to hold them to three points. And, right. you know, if they go up seven, I think it's a three-possession game. And then that's really when it starts to get out Absolutely. Of absolutely, boys. I, I I got frustrated at that point in time, Clark. <laughs> Me too. Because from, uh, from the upper deck over there in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, man, I thought it was – a textbook target. I really felt like he mm. launched and had led with his helmet from my angle, and I was just frustrated. I felt like it was a bad ball that if somebody got their head around, they could have knocked it down or even intercepted it, mm-hmm. and it was going to give them a first and goal right there, and then it was just going to be inevitable. They were going to be able to punch it in, but no, turns out it was a great football play by Javon Bullard and breaking that pass up against the nation's best receiver, man, yeah. and putting a great clean hit on him and a hard hit. And, right. And um, I mean, a good, like you said, Clark, a good goal line defensive stand right there. Yeah. Um, you know, defense wins championships. Our defense won the fourth quarter. We may not yeah. have won the first, second, or third. Well, we won. We won the fourth quarter when it matters most. Uh, when it's crunch time, they stepped up. Uh, we had a big sack by Jamon Dumas Johnson late in the fourth yep, quarter. Yep, big pop, big, big pop. Big that pop. was big, oh, yeah. man. He shot out of a cannon like the <laughs> in the, uh, the the middle of the field right there. And uh, uh-huh. great play by him. Great play by him. Yeah. And there was a lot of times, Clark, like you said, we got some good penetration and we're rushing some good gaps, but it was just. Stroud would make a play, or it would just be the wrong gap, right. you know. And uh, um, but it was something that that when when they needed to do it, they really got pressure on them and uh, disrupted some timing. And um, those last couple possessions Ohio State had, I mean, that's that's what championship football is all about: mm-hmm. is stepping up, reaching down deep when it doesn't look like you have any more, and just finding that extra gear yeah. and being able to get it done. Yeah. And that's what they did last night. Oh yeah, Georgia special teams, Adam. Did you notice that we didn't talk about the special teams last week, preview them? We didn't, did we? We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. And I, I thought it, about that yeah. after I went back and, uh, and saw that. And I tell you, did. Adam, it was a mistake. You can never take special teams for granted. No, you can't. We're never oh, doing that again. Pivotal part. Yeah. Pivotal part. That's on me. Ask by last night. 
Yeah. That show by last exactly. night. Exactly. There were some big, exactly. big moments that were when the special teams units were on the field. Yeah. That happened. That shaped what happened right. was the final result of this football game. Yeah. First of all, give Jackpot a break. The kid's a human. He's, yeah. a, he, yeah. he's in college. He's a kid. Being a college he's younger than us, tough Adam. Gig. Oh, it's it a is. Tough gig, <laughs> man. That's a tough gig. Yeah. You know, um, you know, but, somebody who's, who's been pretty reliable in his mm-hmm. Georgia career. Exactly. And, you know, that's fine. Georgia won the football game. Right. Georgia won the football uh, game. Yeah. He, he missed two, but he made two. Two big ones that. If we didn't have, we wouldn't have won the game. So that's go. how I look at it. Um, I like the attempt on kickoff, and I'm sure you remember this, to kick it uh, to the returner at about the 15, 20-yard. He was deep. Yeah. And it was just one yeah. man. And I like the idea, although it didn't really work out, but I guess the idea was to kick it shorter, right. make them come up, right. make that one right. uh, back come up and try to make the play. And, you know, a lot of times what will happen is, They'll they'll drop it because they're running at it full yes. speed trying yes. to catch it in yes. the air. Yes, and uh, you know. bounce off their pads. Right. And bounce about 10, 15 yards in front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know the guys coming downfield right. and have a chance to get on the football. Yeah, so I like I, it. I like that. That's too. a good idea. And, uh, and that's the thing you got to stay disciplined in your lanes when you're going to do that. Though you can't only, you can't give up big yards in return mm-hmm. like that. That's but, a good uh, point. But no, great job of that. I think every time that they did return a kickoff or punt, that Georgia was able to uh, to, to do a good job mm-hmm. of um, of uh, getting down there and tackling the guy. Yeah. Good punts by Thorson. I'm proud of Kieris. He did a great job on punt returns. I he know did. you cannot watch a punt return. I can't do it. I couldn't do it last him. night, especially <laughs> Kieris. You know, hadn't had much time back there. Right. And that's just another uh, another sign that uh, Lad McConkey wasn't 100 mm-hmm. because he wasn't back there. He's been the um, the punt returner all year. Kieris has done that. Uh, the, uh, last year he was the man back there too. So um, Lad had it this year and going back there and when called upon, he did a good job. Did a good job. Just a veteran guy who uh, who just does his job. Yeah, Kirby called the greatest timeout of of Georgia football history uh, of all time. I, I think what of college think? football history. Yeah. <laughs> of college football history, I've um, yeah. I, I mean that was absolutely huge, man. I mean, if if Ohio State converts that. It's looking pretty – I mean, down by – Georgia's down by 11 right there. They get a first down, get momentum. You know, it's demoralizing for a defense to get off the field, feel like you're off the field, then have to come right back on it, especially in that uh, in that um, scenario right there. So, I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was a guy who, uh, you know, um, an analyst or whoever, or Kirby or whoever spotted that something was in with that formation, that it could potentially be a fake, especially with that um, short yardage for first down, and be able to get that timeout off, man, was huge. Mm-hmm. But, Clark, you were talking about, and I didn't know, so there were 12 men actually Ohio State had on the yeah, field. There. They did. If you go back and watch it, there were 12 yeah. men yeah. lined up on the uh, fake punt. So right. I don't know if somebody would have caught that, but if they would have, it would have negated the the play. Right, anyway, so. right, right, right. But I I don't know. It's, that's something that uh, definitely was. What was big to see that uh, the catch that I mean that that, that safe season mm-hmm. that safe season just little details of the game like that and um great job by whoever's on staff Kirby whoever pointed that out and um to get that time out in yeah um I think that was the biggest play of the game uh, yeah the biggest play of the game You're was probably that, right. Uh, and then last but not least, let's talk about the kick, Adam. Where were you when Ruggles muddled the field goal? I was sitting, do you like that? You yeah, like, I like that. I muddled. like that call. That was good. Muddled, muddled the That's, field goal. I tried to find Ruggles something that rhymed. You know, I like somewhat. it. I like it, baby. You know, the clock hit midnight right when he <laughs> yeah. missed that kick. Oh, my And gosh. they said the ball dropped in New York, but it hooked left in the state of Georgia, baby. <laughs> I love that when I heard oh, that, man. man. I mean, a lot of good stuff. Miracle, miracle at midnight, everything. Clark. I was dejected, man. I mm-hmm. was dejected. I, that whole fourth quarter, I was like, George's not going to win. I was already telling myself, man, 
Thank God we had last year. Yeah. Thank God we had last year. You know, I mean, uh, you know, this Ohio State team, they came out, they were prepared, they moved the ball on us, and uh, they executed well. And I was proud. Then I was thinking, well, I'm just proud Georgia, um, you know, didn't lay down, didn't right. lay down and really fought back. And, you know, I'm going to be proud of this team's effort if they do lose this football game. And, was right there. Then you just kept building hope, building hope, building hope, building hope. And, uh, man, you know, that's just what the, the, the culture and everything about this program has turned around because now Georgia just wins games like that. Championship exactly. teams find a way to win. So uh, I kind of felt good about it, Clark, in the sense that I realized that um, when I was listening to the radio, Scott Howard said that his season long was a 47-yard field goal attempt before this night came. Uh, he had a 48-yarder right before this this field goal attempt he right. had, man. And he didn't make good – he didn't strike the ball well. Didn't he strike didn't strike the ball well barely barely got across um the goal line or the uh um the crossbars right there and then um this one was a 50 yarder big moment and uh i kind of i kind of felt like it might happen yeah i kinda felt like it might happen man and watching that ball will be a memory that i'll go to my grave with man <laughs> and then just sit and, and i could already at that point in time um, when reacting to a field goal, I knew which red and black I needed to look at for the best <laughs> yeah. reaction. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew the Ohio State red and black where it was at, so you could see, man. And I saw because that was on the left side of the that goalpost right, right there was all the Ohio State fans sitting in that end zone. So when I saw that ball, and you didn't see any jubilation yeah. by that Ohio State crowd right there. You knew, you, you knew. Because I've talked about in, <laughs> in podcast previous that this year Mercedes Benz Stadium has uh has has made me realize just how bad my eyesight is these days, Clark. That um you know so. Uh, but it was amazing uh, to see that and just know that he didn't get it. Um, mm. Absolutely, that, that, those are the uh, the games you dream to play play in as, if you're a player and the coaching and everything. And as a fan, you get to see your favorite football team win. Yeah, about gave us a heart attack. I but, know, uh, but uh, unbelievable. Well, unbelievable. I would have kicked myself had I not been there because uh, right. that was that was Rose Bowl maybe two point yeah. Yeah, it, it was just wild to do it in Atlanta. Um, right. I mean, just seventy uh, percent of just your closest friends there, yeah. Georgia red and black. Everybody with the same reaction. Mm -hmm. It's special, man. It's special knowing we're going back to the natty. Yes. One quick thing, I did right before that kick, the last field goal. I asked my the, these guys in front of me. There were yeah. two Ohio State fans. I said, "So is this kicker? You know how how is he historically? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how, how does he do? Is he is he pretty yeah. good? Yeah. I wanted him to tell me that he was good." Right. So, you know, do a little right. reverse psychology. Right, you know, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to hear that he was automatic. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, what did he say? And he said, you know, well, he said the kicker award, I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, he was a runner up for it. And, you know, he hasn't had to kick the a lot this year. Yes, oh, really? Yes. I didn't even know that. For last, year, last year. Last oh, year. Last year. Okay. Okay. Um, but he said, you know, he's pretty money, man. And that's, I, I knew right then. I said, I got him. <laughs> and, I just I had a feeling after that point about so. that time, man. Anyway. About that time, uh, hey, let us know what reactions y'all yeah. had, man. Email us in, tell us the stories. If you got videos, pictures, everything, send it to Row Sixty. We would love to hear about it. What a memorable yeah. night! Hope it is a memory that you and your family and friends and loved ones, whoever you are with, will share with each other until yeah. you go to the grave. That's what it's all about. All but, about Adam. That game is in the past. We've got Ooh, one more baby. to win. Ohio State's on the wall. Ryan Day's <laughs> on the wall. You know, we had our list right here a couple uh, a couple episodes back of Ryan Day circled all these right. coaches that Kirby Smart's done crossed off Ryan Day put an X through them man mm -hmm. uh, Georgia a big win over Ohio State big win. now it's on to the Cinderella baby yep Cinderella's now it's on to the Cinderella, the, the queen of the ball. So let's see what happens. Let's see what TCU, <laughs> if they're ready to roll. What we yeah. got, Carl? Georgia versus TCU, Monday, January 9th, 2023. Yes, sir, baby. 2023, that's weird to say. I know. That's weird to say, baby. We've got a 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time kick. Woo! If you're going to the game, it'll be a 4.30 kick. God, ah. Nah, that's crazy. Hey, let me ask you this real quick, Carl. What would you say if, um, if you were told before the season that Georgia would be playing Texas Christian in a bowl game? 
I where would you say, say that you were absolutely crazy? But, I, so well, I, I would assume. Would you assume? Would maybe assume, would you assume that Bowl. TCU. Oh, you would have thought like TCU actually made the playoff. And oh, oh, sorry. I would see you what you're think saying. that no, Georgia no. had a bad year and we were playing them in like the Texas? No, Bowl or no. Something. I see what you're saying. Uh, I would say maybe like the Sugar Bowl or something. Yeah, that, that would have been fair. I would have said that. You know, not make the playoffs and then TCU right. have a big year. Maybe Oklahoma or somebody be in the playoff if they slip in. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable that you never know in college football. And this is one of the bigger Cinderella underdog stories. I guess we've seen the college football playoff area, right? Oh, it has to be. In, it's got to be. In the field. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, so, so, go on with it then. All right, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the history of this matchup. Georgia leads the series 4-0. We've never yeah. been beaten by TCU. TCU. Uh, we've played them um, four times. 1942, we won a national championship. Then. 1980, we won a national championship. Then. Nice. 1988, definitely didn't Did win. Did not win a national championship. Then. <laughs> and 2016, we didn't win a national championship, but that was Kirby's first, first year. That was the start. That was the, yep. that, that was when you were laying the foundation mm -hmm. for the program in a championship culture. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, that, that was that a TCU. really good win. That was. You know, that was a fun game. It was. Trent yeah. Thompson had a game. He did. Remember that? Sure he had enough. a game, but that was a fun little afternoon in Memphis, man. Right. And a uh, uh, first ball win of Kirby Smart's tenure at Georgia. Yeah. TCU has won two national championships. I did not write down the years, but I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it's 1938, 1935. It was, was pre-World War II stuff. Yeah. You know, but, uh, great uh, Depression yeah. era. Yeah, Great Depression era. So, I mean, yeah, this is big for them. I don't know how big of a fan base TCU has, man, but you can bet, best bet that their brother, their sister, their grandmother, their great uncle, their um, their their son and their their daughter and their um, every, all of their family tree is going to be in attendance in Los Angeles. Absolutely. Whatever they got to do to get them there, they're yeah. going to go get their purple on and they're going to go to the SoFi Stadium and cheer on the yeah. Frogs and do, do all do that they stuff. Do that? They do that stuff, yeah. man. So, I mean, and you can't blame them. Yeah. You can't blame them. I mean, golly, I mean, if you're a TCU fan and realizing that you're actually going to the national championship, uh, well, the year started that you just get rid of your longtime legendary coach that has a statue in front of your stadium, been there 20 plus years, man, does some good things for your program, elevate it to it. And then you hire a coach from your, your crosstown rival. Mm hmm. Southern Methodist. Right. And he comes on. And was it his first year? Playoff. First yeah. year. Yeah, unreal. Unreal it story. Is crazy. Unreal story just shows the belief, the buy-in of that team, man. And they and, um, they were uh, supposed to finish, what, seventh? They were projected to finish seventh in the Big yes, 12? Yes, yes, absolutely, man. Nowhere near God, the top really? dog of the Big 12, man, or any of these preseason projections had to them. Yeah. Anywhere close to seeing the playoff, but here we are. Here, here we, we are. are, yeah. And, hey, look, they were a very good football team. I know people are already, especially Georgia fans, we're thinking, oh, we should beat TCU. Yeah, we probably should. Yep. But – but they are a very good football team. That they are. Um, they've defied all odds this season. They are full of pure grit. They don't go away. Right. They are a They are literally a team who has not given up any at all this entire season. Even in the Big Twelve Championship <laughs> no, they when they faced Kansas State and inevitably lost. They're not going to go away. I can tell you that. It doesn't matter how much we get up on them, Clark. I really don't feel like they're going to go away. That's just not in their DNA, not their mm -hmm. their nature. I don't think it's not in Max Duggan, their quarterback's nature, and uh, that's what got them here. Um, but yeah. uh, but I'm, I'll tell you, I feel good about. It. You're feeling good. Feeling good about. Good. It. All right. Feeling good about. It. We'll talk about it here in just a second. Uh, TCU is the first Big Twelve team to win a college football playoff game. Did you know that? I did not know that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma never got it done. No, he didn't. Texas Who? hasn't. Well, even I mean, made it to is playoff. Oklahoma the only Big Twelve team that's made it the playoff? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, and they've been multiple eliminated. times. Yeah, they've they been got, eliminated they... every time. Mm-hmm. So I can't think of any other Big Twelve teams that would have made it. No, no, no there isn't none. There, there isn't. None. That's it. So. Uh, right now, Georgia is the heavy favorite by 13 Ooh, points. Ooh, man. Mm. 
That's I don't that's a little scary. Know. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. But hey, you know, <laughs> there will be some people who take the dogs, but I'm that's sure right. most of the money's going to be on TCU. Yeah, that's pretty stout. Pretty stout line right yeah. there. TCU is not afraid of us, and they won't play like it. They will play with house money. You know, they have very little pressure in this game. They have not, overexceeded. Now, I'm not saying they don't want to come in here and win the game. Of course they do. Right. But, um, you know, I, I think the fan base, the culture, the the feel of this this uh, team right now is like, hey, we, we've exceeded our expectations. Let's just go have fun. Let's go right. try. Right. You know, and uh, right. they, they don't have anything to lose. No, they don't. Um, no, they so. don't, man. Not No, they don't. But a very capable football team. Exactly. Points on the board, man. And, um. Uh, a team that's uh, you you know, and then you sometimes think about these teams of destiny, Clark. Right, that happened, and and almost they got that feel, that Cinderella story that you you know you get that feel good story, man. Mm-hmm. The, this will truly be a game where the whole nation is cheering against Georgia, except the state of Georgia. Exactly. Period. Yeah. Period. Everybody and their brother along the college football landscape will be cheering for Texas Christian, you know, um, to win to win a national championship over Georgia, man. And I mean, it's not even close. Maybe like, but you know what's funny? You know what is hilarious though, Clark? Is Texas A and M. Hundred millions of dollars just being spent everywhere on their mm-hmm. their uh, hundred million dollar coach. You know, Texas man throwing money left and right. Who is the first team to make it to the national championship of the college football playoff? Aired in the state of Texas, TCU. 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 And, and, and you would, know, and that, you would probably humorous. think that Texas would end up before TCU. Mm-hmm. You know, well, uh, Texas A and M. Even I mean, I mean, right. it's crazy. It's crazy. So I love that. Love that oh, little fun fact right there. Yes, that's a good one. Um, you know, there is. I will say this. I don't think. They have the same kind of talent, talent and depth that Ohio State does. No, like, no, do no, 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 no. They don't. They don't. That is where the game's going to be separated. At Clark is uh, the depth that um, that TCU has is definitely not in the same stratosphere as Georgia. I mean, point blank, period. They they got heart. They're really good, talented right. guys. But that when you, when it comes to when this game gets into the second half, man, I do not think that TCU is going to have the depth, especially in the line of scrimmage. Um, uh, that that Georgia has, and we'll see how that bodes, man. But I feel really good, um, in our favor of that when it comes to you know just fresh bodies, uh, getting out on the field that are just just I mean just keep uh, subbing in that is just at the same level right. compared to what is that uh in, in Dallas at Texas Christian. Yeah. So, um, that's something that I feel good about, and I feel good about Clark that um against the the Texas uh, the TCU defense that um we'll be able to to wear them down, right. wear them down, and kind of uh do what we need to do in the second. half half and yeah. uh, to win this football game so admittedly i have not watched a lot of tcu football this year Me neither. I, I haven't Me had that uh, we haven't had the time to, no you know no, we don't haven't. do this for a full-time no, job no no but i will say i sat down today and i watched a good bit of what okay. they do a little film study so, so i have some things to talk about i've got some uh i guess facts, some, some, some opinions nuggets. yeah some nuggets yeah some nuggets uh, okay about tcu so we'll start with their offense and i mean you know some of the, some of this stuff is pretty common sense uh they do run a traditional air raid offense Single back, yeah. forward wise sets is kind of their bread and butter. They're going to spread the ball out. They're going to throw it to their playmakers. Yep. Um, they've got two guys, two guys, Quentin Johnston and Savion Williams. They're both six four, six five, respectively. Yeah. Big body receivers. Uh, Quentin Johnston, you know, that's the thousand yard receiver. That's the guy. He's number one on the field. Um, wow. He is just a stud at him. Yeah, the times I've seen him play, Clark, he is a baller, man. He's a uh, he's going to be a guy who's going to be um, a lot of NFL scouts going to look at. Yeah. I mean, he's got that body frame, that body type, man. And, um, again, um, that's why we have big physical corners at the University right. of Georgia. Go up against receivers like that. So, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, we've had some tough tests in the secondary the past two games. Georgia's yeah. been out on the field. So, uh, this is going to be no different. This right. is going to be no different. A very capable gunslinger back there behind center. And, uh, um, 
some uh, some pretty good talent wide receiver. Now, now we're not going to go crazy and say they're in the same um, <laughs> talent as uh, as Ohio State has, especially when you start going the top three. But yeah. uh, but when you look at that room compared to TCU's room, but they're more than capable of beating you sure. if uh, if you don't come to play. Exactly. Man. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, when you're at this point, they're they're not here out of luck. They're right. Here for a That's reason. a good. They're point. here for a reason, and uh, I think it's uh, even more so, especially when you, you see that they're not there because they have just a bunch of four or five stars coming around. It's because that they have heart, they play um, discipline, and they uh, they just execute. They just yeah. execute and believe, man, and um, just make stuff happen. Yeah. Uh, Kendra Kendry Miller, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. He's their leading rusher, a thousand yard rusher this season. He got banged up in the Fiesta Bowl, but I think that, that he's going to be good to go. Okay. Um, we got a guy named Amari. The Macar, oh man, I'm butchering this. Uh, I'm That's just gonna call name. him Amari. A, Amari, 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 our friend Amari. Uh, Amari. Yeah, friend Amari. He's a solid running back. Uh, he had a big game filling in for Kendry uh, against Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl. And then, obviously, okay. last but not least, let's talk about Max Duggan. Duggan, I've heard it both ways. I'm gonna say Duggan. Right. Max Duggan, you know, he's a phenomenal competitor. Adam, yeah, uh, he's embraced his role as a starter. A lot of people don't know this. But he didn't even start in the beginning of the season. No, he didn't. Fun fact, Chad Morris, old Clemson offense coordinator and Arkansas head coach uh, and SMU head coach, is his son, I forgot his first name, I think it was Oklahoma transfer, was the starter. Okay. And he got hurt, I think, in Colorado this year. Um, I remember watching that game. It was like a Friday night game out there. And then Max Duggan came in. So mm-hmm. uh, I think Max Duggan, Clark, is a guy very comparable to our own guy. Yeah, Stetson Bennett. I really think, you know, a guy I think who's been doubted and just keeps proving the critics wrong, um, I think it's just a taller version of Stetson in right. some ways, man. And, and uh, it, you know, that's dangerous when you're going up against guys like that, guys who just don't know how to quit, Clark. Mm-hmm. Don't know how to quit are just winners, and I think that's what Duggan has proven to be time and time again this yeah. year. You have seen him, when he gets out of the pocket, he is able to run downhill and get very physical with defense and defenders. And um, a guy who uh, just – he'll leave it out on the line, and he's somebody that, you know, don't let him – you he is just as mobile as some of these other quarterbacks mm-hmm. that we've seen and we've talked about and somebody who could beat you with your legs if you don't let the pocket collapse on him yep. and uh and you let him break containment man that's a good point yeah i mean true dual threat quarterback uh he's uh, he's had let's see 32 passing touchdowns eight wow. rushing touchdowns this year um uh, but i will say this adam he's not invincible okay right um and boy this may be a hot take but he's, okay. he kind of reminds me a little bit of bo nicks and that okay. he, he makes big plays, but sometimes he tries to be the hero a little too much. Okay. You saw that a little bit in the Kansas State game. He forced some throws. Uh, he made some poor decisions. If we can rattle him a little bit, if we can get pressure on him, if we can contain him in the pocket, I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. we'll wreak some havoc on defense. I think one thing you're not going to see as much blitzing this game. I think you're going to mm. try to get there with your base and really just collapse the pocket on him, man. He's very good throwing on the run, just like C.J. Stroud is. So I think it's going to be something that you're going to really see us uh, kind of go with that approach yeah. and not try to over-pursue and leave him running lanes to make plays. In. Right. But try to make him, like you said, Clark, is, uh, have good coverage in the back end and try to make him force something or make a play, but not but taking away his advantage of doing it with his leg. Man, and I because I think Clark, I, I just don't see how against this Georgia defense that they're going to be able to get a very balanced uh, offensive attack going. Clark, I really don't mm. know if they're going to be able to run the football in this Georgia defensive front, and that's something that Georgia's going to do first and foremost is take away the run. Right. That's the primary thing is Georgia's going to take away the run, and I, I think they will be able to do that on this TCU um, offense, man, and then make them one dimensional and try to beat mm. you through the air, and then they're like, here we go, let's go, let's but, see, yeah, let's see if mean, they can do it, and but, let's see if they can do it for four quarters. Yeah, but if you watch the if you watch Fiesta ball though they were able to move the ball on Michigan 
um, through, you know, running the ball. Right. And that was kind of surprising. I don't think they really thought that they could do that. Michigan didn't think TCU could really do that, and they did. So we've got to. I, I believe mean, it when I see it against yeah, Georgia. I, I, I guess believe it right. when I yeah. see it against Georgia. We'll see. We'll see. We will I think see, that's but. a comparable opponent, though. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. You, you never know until you tee it up. That's so. right. Um, and then yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk a little bit about TCU's defense. They run a three three five. Don't really see that, that much in know, the SEC. Yeah, but. besides uh, Barry Odom, um, who's now the UNLV coach when he was at Arkansas mm-hmm. um, last year in Athens, he ran a three three five defense, and uh, that should be a a favorable defensive front, Clark. That um, you, you feel like that you can line up and pound the football. Yeah, against. they right? do have I a mean, guy named Dylan Horton. I think that's kind of their anchor on the line. Right. Uh, I, from what I've seen, the very you know short amount yes. of yes quote unquote film I've watched. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he 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 plugs some holes. He's a good rusher. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he converted. I'm pretty sure he was. He started off at as as a safety. He's a transfer from somewhere. He started okay. off as a safety, and now he's uh, on the line as a defensive end. Wow. So uh, Dylan Horton, yeah, I think he's pretty good. Linebackers are a little bit slower, but man, they are very physical. We got to watch out for them. Um, that's why I think. Munkin has got to – he's really got to scheme some stuff on the outside, get our guys, uh, beat them with our speed. And I don't know. I'm just just tossing up stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, absolutely, my man. I mean, absolutely. You, I think we're, the big thing is just making sure these coaches get these guys in the right position to make plays. And then you go out there and you make good football plays, mm-hmm. one-on-one scenarios and everything, against guys who you should be more talented yeah. than, man. This is not a team that is recruited to the level that Georgia has, like we just saw in our previous game against Ohio State, where there was, you know, a lot of uh, – when you look at the talent side-by-side, side, um, very close to that. I, that. That's not the case with TCU. They're right. not – when you look at – start looking at the depth chart going down. Um, you know, there is a talent gap. We'll go ahead and say it. But, like we said, they've just, you know, let that be a chip on their shoulder. All all year, the naysayers and everything, all they do is just keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. So, it's going to be a tough out. But I think that's going to be the thing. Just go out there and play to the level you're capable of playing, Clark. Mm-hmm. you got to play better than you did Saturday night. Kirby Smart said that in the post-game interview. He right. said, we don't know if we're ready for TCU yet with how they play. But I think if they come out and they play their A-plus game, if they dial in and, uh, you know, get some get some rest a little bit these next 10 days and and um and go out there and kind of put this game behind them i think it's gonna be important to put the peach ball behind them but that being said you can say on the flip side with tcu because that was a big emotional win over michigan as well so who's going to be the team that's going to be able to put the big win the shoulder pats and everything behind them right. and focus for um for being able to uh, be prepared, going out to L.A., going to different time zones, man, and be ready to tee it up in SoFi Stadium yeah. Monday night. And uh, I feel pretty confident Kirby Paul Smart do that. Yeah, me Being too. the guy who does me that. Me too, Clark, yes. I like it, man. I oh, like yeah. it. I mean, Sonny Dodge has done a phenomenal job. Uh, yes. And uh, Garrett Riley, Lincoln Riley's own, uh, younger brother, who's the TCU offense coordinator, has done a good job, man. But still, at the end of the day, I'm going to take Kirby Smart and this coaching staff, um, being, getting this team prepared and going out there and winning this football yeah. game and take care of business. Clark, um, you know, it's a great it's a great matchup that I feel like that I'm I'm excited to see Georgia play against TCU and yeah. uh what I never would have believed was gonna happen. Here we are. Here we are, baby. <laughs> yeah, a few more notes on the defense uh for TCU. They do have two really good corners, Travius, uh, I think I said that right, Travius Hodges Tomlinson and Josh Newton. They were both first team Big 12 players, so pretty solid cornerbacks. I think they are a little bit undersized, but I mean they can keep up with right. uh, some guys. Right. So gotta gotta you know scheme some guys open on them it looks like they play a lot of zone coverage yeah and they dare teams to throw it obviously if you're playing a 335 obviously you are trying to get teams to throw it because you are going to cover that the best um so it's going to be important for us to be able to run the ball 
you know, get those safeties, those linebackers cheating uh, on the run, and then that's when you you open it up with a play action pass, deep ball. Yeah, I think Duncan's right. going to be looking at that. Uh, can we get AD Mitchell? Can we get Arian Smith down the field? Past that third level, can we get Brock Bowers uh, and maybe hopefully Darnell Washington's back across the middle? Those are going to be the questions. That's what we got to do. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I agree, man. I agree. I think uh, the big thing with three three five is that we're going to see our running backs eat these guys. Kenny McIntosh looked good the other night. Kendall Milton is starting to just keep on looking good, like we talked about, yeah. man. So being able to run the ball down their throat, if they're going to line up in a three man front like that, and that I mean, in my understanding, it's a traditional three three five. Right. Oh yeah, it is three down linemen, they three linebackers, three. and five DBs, yep. man. So this is an opportunity that I think you're going to see this offensive staff go with that we're going to just try to play line up between the tackles. Win the game in the trenches, man. Let this offensive line, this second runner-up, Joe Moore Ward winning line, say, hey, we should have been the guys who won that award, yeah. and let's see what we could do and move the football, man, and uh, have some long drives and just some demoralizing drives, Clark, that just uh, that just kill them just being able to uh, to just gash them and just rip off big yards per carry. And, uh, and something I think we're going to see do, I think something that was very successful, I know it's two different teams, but still it's the last time Georgia played this scheme, mm-hmm. uh, had very much success against, against Barry Odom's Arkansas. Saw team in 2021 in October in Sanford Stadium. So uh, I, I'd like to see a repeat of that. I'd like yeah. to see a repeat yeah. of that. And the offense just have its way with this defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, a defense just gave up a lot of points in the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, have. over 30 to Kansas. Uh, over I went overtime in a shootout with Oklahoma State. I think they're like 70th overall in defensive efficiency. And I know with these games, you can throw all these stats out the window. You know, it's right. it's uh, one game for it all. But I think, uh, I, you know, this. I'm very excited. And I'm very, very confident in George's offensive ability to move the football and put mm-hmm. up points against TCU's yes. defense, man. Oh, yeah. And um, it's going to be something that uh, I think we'll see happen from the uh, beginning of the game on. Yeah. The beginning of the game. Come, you, on, come out on hot and uh, hit them in the mouth. Yeah. Hit them in the mouth just like last week. Physicality, man. That's what wins these football games mm-hmm. is physicality to the very end and winning the fourth quarter, baby. Digging All down four deep. quarters. Who's going to be ready to play the fourth quarter the most? Right. Who is going to be ready to just line up against the guy right next to him and be able to keep, you know, not be tired enough to be able to win those battles constantly, constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Hey, if you want to beat TCU, just a few things. Uh, left to go here you have to make more big plays than they do they absolutely thrive on the big plays i mean you yeah. think about it if you watch fiesta bowl they had two pick sixes um and that, that, that i'm pretty sure that won them the game i would absolutely you take away did. those two i don't and, know uh, they had another but, interception as well right i know i know when i was watching it short spurts i saw three different interceptions from jj mccarthy the michigan quarterback yeah. man so. they they break off these tackles and they just go you know um that johnston kid last week uh, he took what should have been maybe a 10-yard gain for all the way to the house, yeah. I mean, for 60 yards. So you got to make more big plays than they do. Limit explosive plays. You have to run the football on these guys. You're going to be able to do that. Hopefully, if you can't, you're not going to win this game. No. Um, but, I, Adam, I really do think the matchup is going to be TCU's offensive line versus Georgia's defensive line. Who will win that battle, I think, will say a lot about who wins this football Absolutely. Game. Both sides of the line scrimmage. Again and again, we repeat it. Every, but it is. It's, it's true. That's, where, right. that's what college football is about. Who is going to win those battles, man? I agree with you. And a, a defensive line, Clark, I think it's going to have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. A chip on their shoulder from their last out, and um, especially 88, some of these guys, you know. Right. And uh, some, some, some guys who I think are going to come out and really wreak some havoc, Clark. Exactly. And, uh, and I'm excited excited about it it's a 
Another big matchup, another big offense who could put up some numbers on you, man. It's time for the defense to eat and uh, finish this season on a high note, baby. Woo! I cannot Perfection. believe. Perfection. I cannot baby. believe we're about to fly Perfection. out to L.A. For another, for another national championship game. That's just where we're at. Elite, elite teams. Crazy. Elite teams, baby. All right, Adam. Georgia versus TCU coming Woo! up. I'm going to give you my score prediction. You give me yours. God, we are going to another national championship. Right. I can't keep saying it. Yeah, it's I mean, unbelievable. It, it is, it is, it is. And we're going to keep repeating it all week. We're going to keep repeating it all. But I think we're just so, right now, we're just so delirious. We're so wore out. I know. What just happened. I mean, we're recording this uh, 24 hours right after what happened at the Peach Bowl, man. Right. We're just trying to, we're trying to get going again, man. I know. We're going to down deep. We're going to have to, we're going to have to drink some fluids this week, Clark. Get plenty of Gatorade, <laughs> yeah. and eat a couple bananas, you know, and really get back hydrated and yeah. drink some water, you know, and really, really kind of ramp it up and get our fandom, but like back in sync and in a focus that it needs to be at. Because I'll be honest with you, Carl, we're, we're digging down deep for this one. <laughs> yeah, we're we digging are. down deep for this one. We got to finish strong. We got to get this week right that we oh, can yeah. be at our best and in our prime when we go to SoFi, 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 SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Oh my goodness! Monday night, baby, yep. for the big one. The right, big one. Us, the Clark. big one. Um, Adam, you know, last week I said forty-one twenty-four, something yes, like that. Sir. I'm feeling kind of the same thing. Okay. But I'm like more confident it, in this score. Give it to us. I'm more Son, confident in this. I'm going to say dogs. Give me the dogs. I can't pick against the dogs. 44 to 27. And Adam, listen to this. We are 100% getting a defensive touchdown this game. Boom. Book it. Love it, baby. Love it. Love it. Who's going to scoop and score? Pick six. I don't know. I'm going to leave Ringo, it up to the big Another guys. Ringo pick six. Oh, gosh. Another Ringo pick six. I, you know what? You know what? I know. No, no, no. Here's what I'm going to say. Give me a smile, Munden strip sack. And then a stupid score. That's what I'm taking. I'm serious. Get it wrapped up, baby. Oh, Get it wrapped man. up. Man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Clark, this time last year, baby, this time last year we were doing this episode and we were, we were like, can we go get beat? Can we go beat Alabama in a revenge match, Clark? Can we dethrone the king? Are we going to burn the boats in Indianapolis and we're going to come back with Bama's boats, man? We're going to kill the king, right? Right. That was the narrative. It was all Alabama this, Alabama that. We did it. Georgia did it. Georgia sealed the deal. They got over that hump, got over that drought, man. Got over that 40-plus year drought of winning the national championship. And then, you know what? You know what everybody said after that? Oh, well, enjoy the next 40 years until the next one you win in 2061. <laughs> hey, it ain't even been a calendar year, Carl. We're it. doing another episode Woo! for another Georgia National Championship, baby. This time, we are the king, and we're going to establish it, man. Plant our flag at the top of the mountain. Not only plant it, Clark, we're going to dig a hole out there, and we're going to put some quick creek around that thing and cement it to that mountain. Yes, sir. Georgia's the king of the mountaintop. Enjoy this, folks, because you're about to see Georgia win two national championships in a row, and there is nothing sweeter than when you're looking at college football and your favorite team. To see them be the undisputed, perfect national champions. Do you know how you topped last year? Did you ever think you would ever see a team top what Georgia did last year? Nope. A year later, the, pers- the pursuit of perfection, Clark. 15-0, baby. Georgia's going to win this football game. Yes, sir. 45-34. 45-34. 11-point win in Los Angeles, California. Everybody be crying as the confetti comes down. As Stetson and Kirby hold another national cool, championship man. trophy, baby. We're going to have to find more wall space to put more <laughs> memorabilia up in this place, man. What a time to be a dog. I'm about to pass out from yelling, baby. But it's time. Get your mind right this week. Get your neighbor's mind right. Get your family's mind right. And get focused because it is time for another Georgia Bulldog National Championship. Yes, Y'all be safe. Anybody traveling Woo. out there, wear your red and black all week. Be loud. Go dogs. Go dogs. Hoo, 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 hoo.